show? Yep. I'm injured. Yep. And <laughs> what's wrong? So I have a abrasion uh, uh, on my cornea. And uh, I'm pretty sure this is the second time on the show I've had an eye injury. The first time my daughter poked me in the eye. Yeah. I assumed that that's what had happened to you was she'd, you'd squared off with her and you she put you back in your place. No, I don't know what did this. I woke up with, like, searing pain. But that's the best, right? Went to the doctor early this morning. I uh, got the neon goop in my eye, which then worked its way down through my sinuses. That was interesting. I was in Walgreens getting my prescription, and I get back in the car and look in the mirror, and I have, like, yellow. I mean, like, neon highlighter yellow <laughs> coming out of my nose. The people at the store probably, like, what is I know. On? I know. They legalized this marijuana plant, now they're coming out with neon on their nose. So that's what I told Chelsea. I said, I'm going to tell the lady at the at the pharmacy, I think I'm doing pot wrong. <laughs> and, uh, and it's, sadly, I'm at the ergo enough that I know one of the nurses she recognizes me. Not all for my injuries, but my children's as well. Yes. Apparently we're a clumsy family. Well, no, it's a never-ending cycle of doctor's visits and specialists and Ugh. other things that come up. Yeah. That's kids and family. So if You want to live, you're going to have to go to the doctor. Yeah, I know. Uh, and um, the only thing complaint I have, you know, good experience. I got right in. I was in and out under 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Super great. At a walk-in clinic, amazing. Uh, but, like, the doctor insisted on, like, drawing a picture for me and, like, walking me through. And I'm like, lady, I damage my eye often. I know the routine. Can I please just go get my prescription? <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. Who knows if there's something where they have to say certain things. But at the end of the day, I get what you're saying. Like, if it's a walk-up clinic, you figure they want to get you in and out. So she'd be like, okay, you know the drill? All right, we'll just do this and we're out. Slow day, I'm guessing. 30 like. minutes, maybe could have been 20. So I kind of look like a pirate. I was going to wear an eye patch because, again, I injure my eye frequently and mm. I own. So when we started, it should have been, ahoy! Yeah, ahoy. Do you know? Do you know? <laughs> Did you know? Did you know that that was, uh, you know, Bell? Yes. Yeah, Alexander uh, Graham yep. Bell's. They first, he, he preferred <laughs> the, that greeting, ahoy. I really wish I'd remember to do that when people call yeah. me be like, ahoy. 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 <laughs> Ahoy! Ahoy, you landlubber! Uh, it would have been nice. It would have been nice. My favorite If it would have been now, catchy, that'd be cool. But we wouldn't appreciate it, though. I like uh, I like when I get the biker guys on the phone, you know? And they're, uh, yeah, and you guys do uh, boots, uh, you do leather, uh, you make manly man things. Yeah, yeah, no problem. And then I get to the conversation, like, okay, uh, bye bye <laughs> Like, you just... Wow. Really killed your street cred there with the bye bye <laughs> All right. All right, Sledgehammer. Talk right. to you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> now, awesome. what am I saying? I have patches on my elbows. <laughs> I'm in no room to talk. Hey, man. You got, I like you. I was saying, you got the manly vest on earlier. Right I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Ready to chop some wood. Chop some wood. I am ready to drink some coffee and... Chill out with a MacBook and read, watch some videos and write on your blog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my buddies, Corey, posted that thing. He's like, uh, while you're all complaining about World War Three, you know, remember that it's oh. going to be the brave men that have to do it, not the people, you know, that are sitting here or <laughs> sipping lattes. Right. And I liked it fully well, yeah. like f fully that accepting that I am the latte guy in this. Scenario. Yeah, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I, you know, this is not just for... You know, show. I, I like this vest because it's warm. Right. Um, and I can uh, lumberjack it up if I need to. Mm -hmm. So I have no issues with that. 
But am I one of the, the brave men and women of our armed forces? No. Yeah. And that's absolutely true. I thought Corey's post was hilarious. I did too. And I totally fine getting called out for stuff like that. That being no. said, I would love to say I have nothing but respect for our armed forces. And when I get into politics, yeah. that is something I totally uh, no, no, keep in mind. But yeah, that's, uh, that's... I have an issue not with the armed forces of the people that serve in them, but it feels like to me that a lot of people... I see posting that are um, in the armed forces. They, it feels like, and maybe this is just a bad perception, or I'm just reading the wrong post. So forgive me. I'm not trying to pick a fight on this, but I, it feels like to me that a lot of them just kind of, whatever the current administration says, one way or the other, mm -hmm. they're just for it. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'm. That's again. That that could be. I'm not trying to generalize. And. But it feels like that whole thing with mm. taking the oath, you know, of service. Yeah. And uh, it's not an order. They can't order you to follow their policies or, you know, their politics or anything like that. It's it's the you follow the order of battle or the plan, right? You, uh, if you go, if you're deployed and all that, right? Yeah. It's not like you have to be completely aligned with the administration's policies. Right. Is that fair? I think that's fair. I think yeah, you're absolutely still allowed to have a vote well free speech right yeah uh so we dove in how was your week week was good yeah um it was actually it's funny the week started off as one of those kind of eased into it you know mm -hmm. things started off pretty good on monday tuesday wednesday just you know got there and like man it's just breezing by um <clears throat> thursday kid our kids started uh, gymnastics which is awesome it's exciting very cool for them Good to blow off some of the energy, which they're going to be three here soon. And with that, uh, at that age, man, it's just ridiculous. Like little batteries. Like it's a tiny bit of sleep and they recharge. And they're probably a little cranky if they don't sleep a lot. But man, just full yeah. steam ahead all the time. And uh, so they did gymnastics. And then Friday was just kind of like a crap shoot from the get go. Like nothing went right. And I got to work and then it was just. I told you Thursday I was yeah. busy because I was busy at work yeah. this week, and then Friday was like, like even ten times worse. Like I was in meetings, having to do stuff, and like at the end, the very end of the day, uh, a coworker, I went to get a drink of water, came back, and she had left and like left me a bunch of things for hers to do, but didn't quite explain the um, how much mm -hmm. there would be volume of work. I guess would be the safe way to put it. And I'm telling you, I was up till ten o'clock just doing that. Then unwinding after I sent my boss an email and a text. I'm like, read this, you know, check it out. I did my best, but it's like, talk about like completely abandoning your coworker, leaving them to their own devices, and like, hopefully it's right. So, Jeez. Yeah, it, it's not life or death, but just one of those things. You could take Chandler's advice from friends. Hmm. Just take all that work and delete it, and pretend you never got it. Oh. I talked to her about it, though. Ah, if I didn't have that, and I'd just been gotten an email like, hey, yeah. do this, I'd delete it. That is genius, though. Never I'm going to put that, that in the uh, in the pocket here in my <laughs> vest, you know, for yeah, a rainy day really. and pull that sucker out and be like, oh, don't want to do this. Delete it. Delete. That's going to be a peak. I forgot to put the mat under the mic. So <sighs> forgive me for that. I'll try to edit it out. Because it's going to be a real episode. It's the first one we've done. Yeah, well. and then bad habits have crept back in. Yeah. So, forgive me, guys, if you hey. get a loud noise there. 
So, uh, let's see. Uh, my week was pretty uneventful. Um, I will say happy anniversary. Yeah. My darling. Uh, dating together now 18 years. So, well over half our lives. I see? say well over, but well over. So and, far. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, and, uh, you know, in the spirit of being uh, adults, we got to spend our uh, anniversary and past two days dealing with, you know, vomiting children. Yeah. Which is nice. Up you know. at midnight. Yeah, right. And, like, literally, like, in tandem, the spewing would happen. Harry's a professional now. He would, like, wake up, be like, Mom, hand me the bucket, throw in the bucket, take a drink of water, fall asleep. Like, that. Perfect. Evelyn was, like, the exorcist child that did not know what was happening yeah, to man. her, like, would arch her back, and it was just, uh, there's been, like, six baskets of laundry, and today, today, after, like, the last one was at midnight last night, today has been good so, so far. So far. Good. There's been a Lunchable that was kept down, done some crackers, we started with crackers, and we moved up to some dry cereal, then moved up to a Lunchable. Far so good. Baby steps. Hey man, you take the small wins. Yeah, that's for sure. That's right. Uh, well, good luck. Thank you. Hopefully that continues. Thank you. Backed out of doing the full-time school this semester. Definitely bummed there. Uh, for the right reasons. Yeah, you know. Mm. Yeah, there was lots of stuff going on and uh, lots of uh, events going on that uh, I did not know about that I found out about well, and. Uh, Policies that uh, were in play that may have set you oh, at yeah. disadvantage. Oh no, yeah, big, yeah. And the funny—I have to say—it was the trouble with financial aid was the biggest key issue here. But I was a lot, i was worried about the other stuff. I told you last week, Chelsea has to do the recertification. Yeah. And then I found out uh, my mom, who also watches the kids a lot, um, as well as Chelsea's mom. Uh, but my mom's going to be gone an entire week uh, in February. And like all this was falling in the first semester, I was going full time, and. Um, it was a very um, work-heavy, not creative-heavy yeah. uh, semester, so I think it's going to end up being a good thing. I'm going to get to keep the kids home a an extra day a week uh, just to myself, which is awesome, because yeah. uh, otherwise I was going to be graduating, and then right as Harry would be starting kindergarten, well, preschool, but... Yeah. And I was bummed about that, because I really wanted to like get done with school and have that stay-at-home dad year and stuff. Take the time you can get. I know. Our kids are starting their preschool thing in like a couple weeks. I know. I know. Yeah, because you can start at three mm -hmm. and do three, four, and yep. then do yeah. See, we we tore our we tore ours Monday, tomorrow when this will probably be up. But uh, we go tour Harry's school. He's gonna do part time. Good. Yeah. It'll be good for him. I know. I know. I know. It's hard. Believe me. I know. It's even, I've been dropping my kids off at daycare since they were six months old. Yep. And, I mean, it's as difficult now, maybe even more now than it was back then when they were teeny tiny babies. Harry is so excited. And that's just it. They get yeah. excited. And it, they want, like, they, it, especially, like, when, um, when they're sad, like, it really hurts you because, like, you're dropping them off. They're, like, crying and whatever else. But, when, like, they're excited. It's just like, oh, you don't need me yeah, right I know. now. I know. And you spend eight hours a day there, five days a week. It's like, you don't need me. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Not ready. No. No. So take advantage. <sighs> take advantage of the time you got. And I mean, at the end of the day. So I told you how to beef. Well, this is like a grind my gear segment. Yes. We're working. 
I keep seeing all these darn ads on YouTube where people push stuff, and they have wireless earbuds in. <laughs> Come on! Does anybody think that looks cool? Are you like, I trust this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he has earbuds. I think that that is not meant to be a good like fashion statement. It's just like, if you're going to just... You're gonna wear the earbuds, man. Walk around your house, whatever else. But like, it's not supposed to be one of those. One of them is for a solar power company that yeah. I keep seeing on YouTube. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just come on, people. It's so, kind of a bad look. Doesn't like, make you look cool. And I mean, really, if you're gonna, is it one where like they're walking around the job site and whatever else? Oh God, no. He's literally just standing there. That's it. That's just, if you, it's one thing like if you're using the tool, but like that's crazy i would like if you just had your phone in front of you and you're just doing it like that's uh, no it's even worse because it's like someone paid the production company to there's a camera i mean what it's, there's yeah a camera well i'll show you these the they batteries don't up. even last that long those things i know i don't know what they're doing it's like look at me i have I'm some i'll be honest money. i have them but i don't wear them as a fashion statement i got them for chelsea too, i wear them around Christmas. the house that was yeah that was, i got that because she spends a lot of time um where she could have an audiobook on when she's like just doing like data entry or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, for sure. And doesn't want to bother other people around her. Though I think they would benefit from the book she listens to. She's a smart gal. She likes the she likes the smart books. They probably wouldn't because they wouldn't pay attention. I know. Right now she's listening to this book on sleep that's just every book Chelsea listens to I feel like I listen to. And I, and I don't mean anything bad by that. I love the conversations we have. I love hearing the information. But, uh, I don't know. Does the sleep book want to make you sleep? I, I, you know, it kind of does. It's super, it's very interesting. Finally, she showed me a TED Talk with them. That was way better for me. Is this the guy? Oh, I've, He's he like, kind of got... He was on Rogan. Blonde hair. Yeah. British guy. Yeah. 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 He was on TED. I heard him on there. Great. Crazy makes you feel really bad about yourself in terms of how much how little sleep you I know get. I know I laid off the caffeine late at night up. yeah I used to always be like I can drink caffeine and fall asleep which I can but I shouldn't I, <laughs> I know sure as hell shouldn't. well the thing that kills me is the whole alcohol thing because I like to drink yeah especially on the weekends yeah. you know like I have a couple drinks cocktails at night and it's like if you're listening to that guy you were like within probably what, what was it four hours six hours right like, it's a large window of time where you should not be doing anything, like, to, to put your... Yeah, you're no not alcohol, getting... No alcohol, no nothing. The right sleep. Yeah, I, I was in that habit, too, honestly, for a while, where I was having a drink near every night. Yeah. You know, just a drink. There's nothing wrong, you know, I mean, that's just it, and we're not going to get into a whole alcohol talk right now, but at yeah. the end of the day, I think that, um, it, like I was saying, the weekend thing, like, I might have three or four or five, whatever, yeah. and, like... I can't do that. I'm just... I, I don't drink... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the most I have ever is like three drinks at home. And I have to I'm like, Chelsea, don't do this again. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I I can drink. That's for sure. We're going to Mexico yeah. in May uh, to an all inclusive resort. And I am very much forward, yeah, looking forward to drinking. Yeah, I hear you. I hear so, you. I mean, hey. I hear you. Uh, that, so, that was my grind. Anything, you know, out there annoying you? Got any uh, beefs with the world? Here you know, I'm actually, uh, you know me, I'm a fairly easygoing guy. Like, I'm the guy that sees problems everywhere. Well, there are problems everywhere. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I let stuff just kind of brush by. I have no gripes, really. Why you will live longer happy. than me. Who knows, man? You never know. I feel confident. I have hopefully good genes. If I have my grandmother's yeah. genes, I will be a very blessed person. I know. Be around for a while, hopefully. 
I know. Both our grandmas still kicking. Your grandma's got 10 years on mine. Yeah, Grandma Miller will be 95 in April. Yeah, and my my grandma's 84, 83. How old was Grandma Goldie, though? Yeah, she was 87. She lived a long time. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I don't mean this bad. She just wasn't very active because she had the macular degeneration. Oh. She went blind. Oh, yeah. So yeah. She couldn't see, yeah. had a hard time. And then she had the Alzheimer's and dementia set in where it was hard to walk. And she was like a toothpick, though. Yeah. So, I mean, that was one I think that's one thing I got going for me, too. People are just going to be like, sure, I'll push you. Where do you want to go? Hop <laughs> 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 on! <laughs> you're talking to people, like, down the road, and you're just like, did you know I just ride on people's backs? <laughs> like a monkey. <laughs> it's great. I recommend it. Oh man, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, so what are you going to talk about? We got yeah. some cool topics here. I know. I'm excited to contribute to this conversation because like, these are things I'm passionate and curious about. If you don't mind, can we start with yours? My phone is still. The vertical huh. farming piece? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, really, one thing I want to talk about is ver vertical farming. I mean, just going back. I've been, this can is I something... pre, pre start yeah, this a little? Go for I'm it. so sorry. No. As I told you to start. Me and Brent made a New Year's resolution. Yes. Can I start that? Yes. That we're going to start a business. Yes. Other than this. Yes. <laughs> other than this. We love you guys. This was last year's thing. But this is fun. Yeah. Not revenue generating. Unless you want to pay us, like yeah. we said. Especially PBS. Come on. Come on. We need a left show. Especially in Peoria. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at the 1470, our local radio show. It, 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 you wake up. And it's, uh, I like the first show, uh, the Greg and Dan. Yeah. I like those guys. Okay. Nothing wrong there. Uh, but then we get into Glenn Beck, and then we get into Rush Limbaugh, and then we get into these guys, uh, Mark Lee, Van Camp. Oh, I feel bad. I watched the show. I'm not trying to dish them. Um, I don't know any of these folks. I know the names. Yeah. I don't listen to them. Especially. Robbins, yeah, it was used to the Robbins and Markley show, and then uh, Scott Robbins had some health issues, and, um, and then it was the Markley Van Camp show, and then Scott Robbins um, was doing better and got to come back, and then their show is now syndicated here and in Seattle area, I think, and I gotta be honest, I like the things they do, they have some fun skits, they have some fun countdowns where they use songs, <laughs> yeah. they have great banter, but wow, I disagree with their politics. And they can be, I would say, uh, obliviously uh, insensitive to a lot of people, uh, especially transgender oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, some, it's some probably a generational age. thing, right? Yeah, I don't know. They're the, older, aren't they? The Van Camp guy is my age. Oh, really? Our age. Tea. See, I feel like if you're our age, you really don't have much of an excuse about he not being cats. He adopts cats that have illnesses. I feel like mm. we're like good counterparts. We need to be. It just goes to show you that you don't have to agree on politics to be not, you know, be those other people who don't who don't agree with you are not good people. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, and that's, I made a joke on they they posted a thing during the impeachment hearings where it was like a picture of Schiff, and it was in the the jaws. Uh, boat and stuff and he says uh we're gonna need a bigger hoax instead of a bigger boat yeah and uh, i wrote uh you're gonna need some better hosts yeah right <laughs> and so uh uh robin's actually like called me out with like some funny uh emojis if you will. oh sure and i, and I wrote him back like hey man politics aside i'm really glad you're okay after the health issues and stuff like that and uh you know love the banter hate the politics and he uh you know 
liked it and it was really nice and then I, it was so funny because all the other fans on there were just so mean to me I mean they were like not hesitating to break out all kinds of bad language yeah I'm talking to the host and he's like yeah he's it's cool a, it's amazing people especially with political things I feel like as soon as you disagree with them in politics yeah. you're immediately a big sack of shit especially on social media person. yeah and I mean it's because you can hide behind the keyboard you can hide behind the keyboard the hide behind the screen kind of thing and uh you know and that's really where my issue I've told you I've told everybody I can think of that will listen to me that that's my problem with the president. Like, yep. it's not that he's a Republican. I totally, like I've told you, I, I would have voted for John Kasich, maybe a couple other guys. Were you an Obama guy the first time? Yeah. Were you? For sure. I was McCain the first time. Yeah, I see, I voted for Obama. It doesn't, yeah. I didn't have any, any major issues with McCain, but I was honestly worried about his health. Yeah, I was. <laughs> and I hated Sarah Palin, too. See, I hate to admit that I did that. That's the rough part about that. My only issue is you do not change political parties during a war. I will say no. that I think I kind of can like still stand by that. I'm not saying McCain would have cleaned up and done great over there because he's definitely one of the reasons we got into Iraq. If he would have had someone else besides Sarah Palin, I know he would have had so many other well, votes. Well, do you know who it was going to be? Huh? It was going to be Joseph Lieberman, a Democrat. They were going to be the first time to ever split it and go Republican for president, Democrat as vice president. That would be crazy. And the party just freaked out and forced him into... What's picking, her face? Picking her. Because they thought Hillary was going to win the nomination. Yeah. She's... I don't know. She seems like she just won't go away. Which one? <laughs> Hillary. I know. She's paling, too, in some regards. Yeah. I mean, she's not, like, in the major spotlight now. But So, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, back to what I was saying. My problem with the president is not his politics, necessarily. His choice of what he's going down the road of the extreme, you know, conservative in yeah. a lot of areas, I think is really just to... <laughs> to bolster his support where he has it because yeah. it's all he's got, you know? I, and so I, I hate everything else about him, though. Yeah, I respectfully disagree with his politics. I disrespectfully disagree with his... Uh, lifestyle. Lifestyle. His choice of words in most cases. Yeah, his general representation of how he likes to be human. Yeah, man, I and thank you. Those are really good words to say <laughs> a lot of the crap I was getting stuck with there because it's just like, my God, I, I just can't stand it. Like, If you want to have an educated like conversation about Trump, absolutely, and I will still tell you why I do not think he's a good president for any of us yeah. Uh, except... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not arguing it from like the left or like I want to be some like bastion yeah. freaking raising the standard of the left and saying, I... The Democrats must win because we're Democrats. Yeah. No. What I'm saying right. is we can't have this kind of crazy person running the country. Like, he's literally a bozo the clown kind of person. Like, yep. he says and does things, but you're just like, really? Yeah. Like, why? I feel bad. Mm. I'm going to jump back into our topic. Yeah. Can we do two more things, I though? Would... Can we, like, just two more things that came up? Yeah. So have you seen the stuff coming out, the Boeing? Seven, uh, the seven whatever blah 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 seven the seven uh, thirty seven max super max the one that's no the it's one that's been grounded right yes 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 yeah okay gotcha. have you seen any of the internal I've never read the emails but I've heard people are really pissed off at what they've been saying yeah one of them said to another email because the problem was they weren't training the pilots on the actual planes they were training them on simulators so one person in Boeing wrote to another person in Boeing and said would you trust your family flying on a pilot uh, simulator trained pilot and they wrote back no. And there's many other people saying that this monkey, or this is a plane designed by 
monkeys built by jokers or something like that. I mean, there was a lot of internal uh, disgust with this plane and a lot of effort to slip things past the FAA. Wow. That's terrible. Yeah. And the question I can't wait to find out is how many former Boeing execs are on the FAA? Because I promise it's more than one. And, oh. um Yeah. There's a huge... That's like one of the major things that politicians have been having problems with is the close working relationship. Yeah. And I stand by. This is what happens when you elect a businessman that runs his business like he runs his marriages. Very loose. On oh, the yeah. Rules. Like, it... it it allows people to lower their standards. And America needs the highest standards. Oh, I, yeah. The, oh, we talked about this before, too. The, think about it in terms of the uh, the office of the presidency. Yep. Like, it's supposed to be held to a high standard. You're supposed to be able to expect a person who has manners, who yep. has integrity that's unque relatively unquestionable, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. nobody's perfect, right. but at the end of the day, you're supposed to represent all the Americans, right, yep. as President of the United States, and I don't feel like that guy has represented me for one second. I agree. For anything that I stand for. I agree. And, and I mean, he's vindictive. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not... It's so bad, like, I can't help, like, we're going down the path of... Yeah. Just, but I, I just, know. It's, it's so bad. It's, I had a family member post, this is how I honestly feel, and it went on, and I was a family member, so I read it. I Three or four them. paragraphs yeah. of how Trump is the most targeted president. They've never seen someone mock so much. And all I could think of was, do you not remember Little Bush, the cartoon on Cartoon Network? Dude, SNL roasted George Bush every day of his presidency. I know. Like, he's not any more roasted, I don't think. And, uh, and then it gets to the end of this three or four paragraphs. And it says, if you feel the same way as I do, please like and share yep. this thing. She yep. didn't write it. I got fooled. Yep. And like, yep. I, I just, that's. I hide posts and I like snooze people for 30 days because I can't stand the stuff they post about God, rep misrepresentations and like it makes me so angry. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's the thing is, you know, he literally said in his first State of the Union address that he wanted to be a unifying force for I the know. country and like, he's literally pulling everything apart. At every turn, uh, like from education to the environment to regulations about how transgender people are treated. Yep. Um, I mean, it just, the list goes on. Everything. Fighting the Fed for mo monetary policy. Like, why on earth were you going against a person you got throwing a secret service <laughs> or the throwing the uh, intelligence agency and then golfing the all the time oh, when I he know. said that he well, wouldn't have time to heard, golf and you heard Mnuchin <laughs> Mnuchin wants to not release the numbers right. until after the election right. on how much they spent on secret service and yeah. detail on Trump yeah. they spent over $500,000 in secret service golf carts alone Obama's they spent a ton of money doing things but that's why you should vote for me I play video games <laughs> the, so I think it was, because there was a running total at one point. Trump outspent the Obamas, like, first four years. I think before he finished a year of his presidency yep. on these kind of things, like golf and stuff like that. It's like, why? A, there should be a cap, period. Like, there should be a budget for that shit. You should not be able to go off willy-nilly doing things. And, like, do I agree that the Obamas should have spent a long time in, in Hawaii? You have Camp David and other things that are probably more appropriate. Yeah. Like if you want to be the president, you have to be willing to make some sacrifices. Yeah. Eight so. years is a long time. Yeah. What was your other thing you wanted to talk about? 
Uh, I was going to say, what did you think about the whole briefing that the Trump administration did for the Senate on the Khashoggi, uh, not Khashoggi, I'm sorry, but uh, Salah Soleimani. Oh, Ben Salman. Yeah. Um, the general, the Iranian general. Did you hear the killed. Republican yeah, guy Rand, came out? I can't remember who. It wasn't Rand Paul. Well, he was with, him. he was standing, Rand I'm Paul was. His name was Miller, but I don't. Don't believe it is. No, he was standing with another congressman who was on the actual interview that I saw. It was just they was he's like they're only here for an hour and fifteen minutes. I think yeah. no one got to ask any questions. They got shushed apparently. He, they said that the people doing the briefing told them that they shouldn't debate, doing any further uh, any debate, any further action against Iran because it would just um, instigate you know Iran to do more retaliation back to us. And, and you just killed the guy. <laughs> I know, and I really think I really think Trump pushed it a little bit too far this time because he had the Republican people vote to curb his power. Yep. I mean that was got pretty bipartisan. Yeah, and that's tough. Which I think it's kind of funny. That's where the line is. I'm, well, don't get me wrong. I think it's a great line. I wish it would be a lot further up. But like they're like, yeah, you're not gonna get us into World War, man. You can. Screw the economy, screw the air, screw the... Make money off your office. Yeah, you know, but... Uh, we'll let a lot of things go. World War Three. You can withhold almost half a billion dollars in taxpayer money yeah. to get your way with an election. But if you actually kill someone and, like, risk all our lives, that, yeah, we can't do that. Yeah. That is a pretty funny point. <laughs> uh, last one I'm just going to throw out there fast, uh, quickly, yeah. is that uh, I thought it was interesting... Uh, Ocasio Cortez. Oh yeah, Alexandria. Ocasio. Yeah, she is withholding her payments. Yeah. To the DNC. Yeah. High five to her, in my opinion, on that one. I was gonna say I think we may disagree on this one. I understand. I love her points though. That 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 the DNC refuses to give money to candidates who want to go against uh, other Democrats, mm -hmm. and it's people who have more more left agendas i mean if the money's there to help people campaigning i feel like they should use it i'm not saying they have to shoot themselves in the foot with it but i mean how else how else does democrats stay on the front line of things i don't necessarily disagree with those points i have i have more of an issue with the fact that you're a part of this party and you had to have known what you were getting into right I don't know how much she did. I think it's more she found out and was like, yeah, no. This, you want to be part of the party? This is what everyone else is doing. Now, here's my point. Okay. Yeah. Quickly, my point would be more or less, I'm more on the principle. I don't disagree with her points yeah. about you should have a, pl a fair playing field, definitely. And she is using the money. She is giving the money to fund candidates. Like, she's not... Withholding all of it? She's not, yeah, withholding the money to say, ah, my money now. No, she is using it to to fund Democrats. And some of them are Democrats, uh, Democratic primaries, where they want to go against a sitting Democrat and stuff. Hmm. I don't disagree with that, on that piece of it. I think, though, if you want to play ball with it, you're going to have to find a better way than just saying you're not going to pay. Yeah, you know I mean? well, she just has some demands, and I think they're pretty fair. I think they need to be heard at least. Yeah, yeah. don't just give a lot of money to Bernie Sanders and stuff, which I thought was interesting and good. Yeah, um, I think that uh, you know, if I was you know in charge of the DNC, I'd be more along the lines of saying, okay, well, if you don't want to do this, then we have to come to some compromise. Oh, or yeah, you leave the party. 
I run think, as an independent. I don't think I don't think they wanted to do that. Well, I don't think they do either. You know how much money she's raking in? A ton, probably. Yeah, they, she owes them five hundred thousand dollars based off what she's raised. I mean, she's a money earner at this point, and that's why they love Nancy. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi is the number one Democratic fundraiser. Believe that. So AOC is definitely bringing in the bucks. They need the next generation. That's for sure. They're going to have some issues. I know, and I and 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 that's one of the things that we're going to talk about on the show today. Uh, when we get there, is something that kind of goes against the left, which I think is fun. But as I started and got away from twelve minutes ago, Brett and I said we're going to start a business this year. Yeah. And one of the things that we came back to is an idea Brent has had for 10 years? Long time, yeah. Long Been time. looking into it, researching. Research, research. It's evolved, it's changed, it's shifted, and uh, it's something we're interested in and researched a lot, so we're going to give some of that information to you, and it is... Vertical farming. Vertical farming! Yeah, man. <gasps> yeah. I love the topic. I mean, like you said, it's been something I've been researching for a long time. It, I think I literally just saw a video on YouTube when it was really YouTube and not an ad campaign mm -hmm. system. Ad tube. Yeah. Uh, just kind of championing the ideas. And I've read articles and whatever else from it too, but uh, aquaponics, I think, is the main term I was initially introduced to. And it's just building a, symb you know, a symbiotic cycle with fish feeding off of plants, generating waste, waste then, you know, being part of that cycle and feeding other plants to grow vegetables and sure. other uh, herbs and things like that. So <clears throat> I'm sure a lot of people listening and watching are probably familiar with like hydroponics, you know, or even general gardening, right? You put the plant in the ground or in some system that yeah. provides nutrients. I think the aquaponics idea really just takes that the next step in Providing, creating a more natural network for the nutrients versus adding chemicals to the system. Because ideally, uh, you'd want something called a, well, not maybe ideally, but something you could aim to achieve would be called a closed system. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that is basically where the fish waste is mm -hmm. enough to feed the plants. Yep. And and the, the the plants that are in the tank for the fish are enough to feed the fish and create that cycle. Yeah. yeah. And then that then would create the waste in the system that would feed the vegetable-type growing plants, right. like lettuces and things, um, that could be harvested, and then the, you know, we could eat that kind of stuff. So, and like you said, hydroponics, well, there's traditional gardening, which is in uh, dirt, uh, the, well, we're going to use some terms, grow medium. Right. So grow when you're medium. outside, your, your grow medium is dirt. Yep. When you're doing hydroponics, your grow medium can be several different things. There are uh, cubes there's, of a material called rock wool. Yep, you told and, me about uh, that. There's the pebbles. The clay ones. Clay pebbles that yep. are popular. And uh, hydroponics, there's tons of different types and different... There's like styrofoam containers, too, that float, right? Yeah, yes. And um, and there's just there's tons of different options to do hydroponic setups. Do you remember some of the names? I remember Ebb and Flow, uh, Deep Water Culture. Yep. And... Um, Those are kind of the main... Yeah, and Ebb and Flow is... There's a third one, too. I can't remember. I know. That's what I'm trying to think of, too. Uh, Ebb and Flow is... Uh, the water is, you know, rushes over the plants yep. and then comes back over the plants. The roots are actually not sitting in dirt. They're sitting just in that... In the, in the nutrients, in the water filled with the nutrients. Yep, and they're just being kind of flushed. 
yeah. over and over. And then when you add fish to the mix, yep. that's when you take hydroponics and turn it into aquaponics. aquaponics. Yeah, and I think that so there's building that closed system is probably the biggest challenge with making that leap because you know you have to figure out the ratio of the fish, um, and then there's other considerations too with uh, that make it more complicated than just the simple idea, right? You've got to um, have kind of a biofilter to maintain the bacteria that are necessary to break down because there are some unwanted. Uh Byproducts. Well, correct. And there's solids in there and like right. you, you, the ammonia, you've got to break that down into things that the plants can, can utilize as a fertilizer. Mm -hmm. um, and so you run into that issue where uh, you have, you know, you really got to maintain a nice balance because if there's too much acid in the water, you'll kill the fish. You know, you, the pH is, is critical. Yeah, right. Um, and so it's 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 much more difficult i think to probably achieve that that relationship where you're not like constantly messing with it you have to be religious about your testing and of the water and the quality and it's not that can go off very quick yeah absolutely i mean you yeah. can't just go on vacation and come back and hope for the best i mean if you screw it up your fish are dead and then yeah you're you know you could probably maintain the the network of the plants with with just chemicals and things but then you're back to hydroponics and but <clears throat> in some ways with vertical farming mm -hmm. That's kind of... Yeah, and I mean, I mentioned that term when we were first talking about what the topics would be. And so vertical farming, most of that done today is uh, the hydroponic, yeah. the deep water cultures, the uh, ebb and flow type systems yeah. um, that don't incorporate the fish. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and so I think that um, there's that difficulty factor of maintaining the network. It's still a closed system where the... Uh, the and. When you're talking hydroponics, typically there's grow beds, right? It's it's more um, not uh, it's horizontal farming. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Uh, right? Where you're you literally have grow beds, and then it's pumping through a system, and it's either pipes or just a, a, like a, literally a bed of water or grow media. Mm -hmm. um, the vertical aspect is where you take that principle and then create stacks, if you will, of uh, growing. Uh, and some of the vertical farming is grow beds. It's just literally like if you picture a giant um, pallet racking almost, mm -hmm. and they stack just a bed, a bed with lights and all yes. that. Like that's vertical farming in one fashion. Right. But the fashion that we've been talking about and learning about most recently is more of just like stacks of tubes that have plants growing out of um inlets i guess you might call them or something like that yeah um you know and it creates a network and all of it has to be pumped um you know and recycled it's not just stagnant water that won't work it's got to be a flow uh with pumps and uh, nutrients that are provided so and then experimentation too with like what works well and Absolutely the lighting that. situation so what kind of stuff can you grow uh in the vertical farming well the things that we've looked at the most uh more of the herbs you know, your thymes, oreganos, and cilantros, and things like that. Yep. Uh, and, like, lettuces, of course. Leafy. Uh, leafy greens. Leafy That's greens. a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, the problem I think you run into with the, with the vertical farming is is it's hard to necessarily do flowering plants. Um, well, I imagine that nutrients would be difficult to yeah. give them enough. Right, yes. Because, yeah, once once plants go from kind of the vegetative state to the blooming state, it's a whole different ballgame of nutrients and how much they need and then you run into light issues and stuff like that too when uh, I mean if you think about it uh, you, I look like a pirate Arr. um if you think Neither about pirate. it you can grow spinach or lettuce in two inches of soil which is I mean that's why people say 
keep your old colanders, stuff like that. You can put them in a window seal and grow lettuce up there. Yeah. Um, so I think lettuce lends itself well to this kind of a system. Yeah. And we're not talking like uh, heads of lettuce. Correct. We're talking about leafy greens. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if you want to call it like artisanal, but, you know, just more of the gourmet type things instead of your typical iceberg. Because and... we are gourmet. Right. Well, it's what's in in fashion now. People, That's... they don't want as much of the... Arguably healthier. Yeah, well... fiber and... Um, definitely more nutrients-rich, yeah. right? I mean, lettuce is mostly water anyway, but when you add any other value to it, you know, it's just, it's more substantial. Which is why it's nice to do the spinach. Uh, and yeah, like that. that's something we've been talking about, too. We're going to trial that, um, you know, and, and so it's more, they think at this point, we want to prove the concepts out, make sure that it's something viable, and then start figuring out how to um, do something more commercial, you know. And I think there's principles behind it, too, right? We, yeah. we talked about, you know, if you do aquaponics, then you, you have to kill the fish and sell the fish and lay lots more, um, many more barriers to entry there, but also moral pieces of it, too. It's not, we're not against killing animals. We eat animals all the time. Love to kill animals. Yeah. S tons of fun. Hunt, I mean, hunting <laughs> is a very important thing. Yeah, um, And farming is a very important thing. Right, I think right, right. For us, just personally, um, it's it's a it's next another leap. It's another leap. It's an expensive leap. I mean, the bar yeah, like you said, barriers of entry is great. I when I was doing work with the farmers market in East Peoria, um, I mean, just when you go to apply, growing vegetables, you can sell pretty easily. There's not a lot of uh, qualifications. Yeah, qualifications, restrictions. Yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah, but when you get into killing animals, they get very very particular in how you do that. Yeah, I get it. Damn the man. Well, you don't want to roll up with just a bunch of I nasty no, whatever. I, I know. And people it, sick. And that's the one thing I think that's super important is, yeah, that, that there's there's proper ways to do it. And, yeah, uh, ethical. Ethical ways to do it. So. And, yeah. So, so yeah, I, this is super exciting. It is. It's and, like been a super long time in the making, but I, that's what makes me feel good about it, right? Yeah. Because we vetted a yeah. lot of this <laughs> over time right. and come back to it. And it's going to be something I think we can share with you and share some of the uh, experiences that we have. I hope so. Um, Definitely. We can do a couple build episodes if you're interested because I plan to make this to be fun with the kids. Right, especially the home setup, you know, when we're yeah. proving things out. That's the point of it is to prove it out but also to enjoy it. Like, if this is something super arduous and a pain in the butt, there's no way on earth we're going to, like, we're gonna be able to do it on ourselves. a yeah. time living. Yeah, yeah, I mean, at this point, <clears throat> I hope that it works out well and that my only struggle is figuring out what to do with all the plants right. that I have. I'm you growing. and I both enjoy gardening. Uh, Definitely. So. I garden every year. Love yeah. it, for sure. Try to get better at it, too. It's not easy. Yeah. Easy to grow things. It's hard to be good at it. <laughs> I know. And I've done, I just remember my grandpa. He was really big at trying, like, the new things and, like, the gardening magazines. And the one I always remember the most is, like, he did the Indian trick of burying dead fish, like, near his tomato plants. Fine. It works. But you can bury probably anything in your plants, and if it's got nutrients, it's going to help. Yeah, man. I usually rake over, like, compost from leaves and things when I had trees. So, so I started alternating my raised beds. One year, a raised bed is strictly composting. The other one, I'll switch back and then do the composting in the other one because... It's just amazing how many nutrients you throw away out of your house that you could use for your soil and stuff. I mean, all the natural food that breaks down, cardboard, coffee grounds, food scraps, stuff like that. You want to save that. You know, that's, that's your, I don't know. Well, it's kind of almost like a freebie. It is. You're it's using it anyway. It's like a second use, but it's got... Yeah, and it's, I mean, yeah, pretty organic. I'm sure there's probably some weird qualifications that it was an organic tomato to begin with that I let compost, but... At the end of the day... 
We're eating all kinds of GMOs. So Ew. I know. Gonna do? Makes my cereal wonderful. That's right. So, that's our, I mean, I think that's, yeah. no, that's great. topic one. Super that's exciting. Not, yeah, it's going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to doing the build videos. It's going to be something new. You get to see our legs. Uh, <laughs> we have legs. We do have legs. And um, that'll be fun. So, stay it's tuned for that. Yeah, you'll get to either watch us... Uh, ride in the glory into the sun, you know, off into the wild blue yonder and have some fun with this adventure, or you'll be able to watch us crash and burn and fail and wallow in misery for wow. a few minutes and then figure out something else to do because we're resilient, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, oh man. So uh, let's uh, shift gears then. If you yes, sir. Uh, I have to admit, I have been wrong about something. I've been very wrong about Me something, too. in fact. After talking to you, definitely. Uh, I have been a big, big fan of renewable energy, such as solar and wind. Yep. Here are some of the problems with solar and wind. Uh, did you know they are only producing electricity 10 to 30% of the time? I knew it wasn't all of the time, because the wind doesn't always blow, and the sun is always not shining. always shining. Yep. But I had no idea it was so little. Yeah, pretty low. It's probably not consistent, right? Not consistent. It's uh, a diluted energy source, if you will. Sun's far away. Wind isn't like... You can't control where the wind's coming from. There's just a lot of variables that make the wind hard to... Harness. Harness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I've been listening to this guy, and he's been talking about how he was a big advocate of renewable energies. And I've been looking at solar panels for my house. So have I. <laughs> and that was one of his big things. But, Brent, why... Have you been looking at solar panels for your house? Have you been seeing a lot of advertisements for it? Yep. Tax incentives. Uh-huh. Uh, also, people, like, financing-type programs, like, just pretty much just giving you the darn panels and trying to get them up as fast as possible so you can contribute to the grid and have zero energy bills. Now, why do you think all of a sudden there's this push to do this? Well, you know what? Uh, before I talked to you, I didn't think a whole lot about it. But at the end of the day, as with everything, you need to follow the money. Follow the money. Exactly. So some of the problems with solar and wind are, again, they're not always producing energy. And when they do produce energy, it's uh, it varies greatly. Like over, like it's not just like a straight flow of this much power. It's right. Like, sometimes solar is, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes wind is the same way, especially on a windy day. Hmm. And so um, the problem is you have power grids that can handle so much power. Yeah, okay? that makes sense. I mean, it's all wires connected, and like wires rated for so much power. Right. So it makes sense that they can only hold so much they, at any given time. Exactly. And you hear about the grid blowing. And yeah. Like that. So and you don't want to like go over and flip your light switch so they don't have enough power and nothing turns on. So, yeah, exactly. yeah, man, I got you. And uh, so with nuclear, nuclear power is very steady. Let's say it's like the steady horse in this race where yeah. it's very hard to ramp it up or very hard to turn it down. Okay. So when you start adding a bunch of solar and wind to your grid, you actually have to close down some of your nuclear plants and actually open more natural gas and coal plants because, like, the dial on your stove, it is much easier to turn up and down the power and energy coming from natural gas, especially when compared to nuclear. I had no idea. Like, I figured that nuclear power was one where, um, you know, there was, like, a very reliable, steady flow. I mean, it's... it's um, I'm not a nuclear engineer by any means. I am not but either. <laughs> I do know that nuclear uh, material 
rods, I believe, and the reactor are utilized uh, to create uh, a reaction that yep. generates steam and then turns turbines, and that's right. how it generates power. Um, and I know that nuclear generates a lot of waste. Now, you can talk about quantities, but yeah. in, in, in the general sense, it generates a fair amount of waste. Okay. Right? There's waste. But Let's talk about it again in a second. Yeah, okay. Um, Sorry. But, like, I had no idea the, like, I, I don't know, I just had this vision in my head, like, oh, they'll just turn it down. Like, it doesn't have to, you know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. like a dial. Like, you said a dial. Right. I'm like, I just, I didn't figure it was something that was, or I you were talking about the, the grid. I just thought, like, they have some way to just blow off some extra power. Like, yeah. I don't know. It seems like it, it seems so dumb to not that have problem. that. Yeah, to right. Me. Well, and California is experiencing this problem because they have some of the bigger solar, biggest solar mm -hmm. farms, but the, they have had a surplus of energy at times where they actually have to pay neighboring states to take the energy. Meaning they're not selling an asset; they're actually, you know, losing money now on an asset. How can they not have something they can use the power for? We already talked about this. So let's talk about batteries. Drives me nuts. Let's talk so about things we can charge and store. So if you take all the batteries in all of California, including the car batteries, truck batteries, stuff like that, and you charge them all, there would not even be enough for 30 minutes of power of the state of California. So that's pathetic. We don't have the means to store energy, and that's. That's why solar and and wind just um, aren't the answers. Um, and I mean, I hate to quote some of the. Yeah. So before I get into my like deep data there. here, I would just go over some of the stupid things like uh, the the wind turbines. They kill yeah. a few hundred thousand birds a year. I knew there was environmental impacts, but yeah. like. I've heard about the bats. Right. Well, in a few hundred thousand birds a year, compared to cats, cats kill over a billion birds a year. But the problem is birds are killing small birds that are not at all endangered or something. Cats? Like, yeah, cats kill over a billion birds a year. The little nuts. bitty birds. Yeah, like yep. the sparrows, finches. Yep. And uh, the wind turbines, they're taking out the bald eagles, uh, birds that are facing population numbers and habitat issues. <laughs> and like you said, bats. There's two, at least two different species of bats that are been put near extinction just because of wind turbines. So this is like some kind of resonance when it spins or whatever, like if it attracts them or something like that? I, I think they literally aren't seeing it. They are just getting, they're getting whacked. whacked. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I know it's not like, funny. Bats are so important. that It makes you so sad. That it does. And I'm sure up. there's echoes. Because, I mean, think about how many mosquitoes they eat, especially mosquitoes with West Nile and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, we're messing up ecosystems. Oh, yeah. The whole, like, the, I don't know. You talk about the grid. There's a grid of nature, too. It's like all connected. And it can only take so much, too. Uh, so, so... Hydroelectric, I knew there were some issues with that. We're not talking about hydroelectric so much as wind and solar, but hydroelectric, there's issues with dams and things. So, like, that's renewable, but, you know, damming things that flood cities and ruins, you know, habitats and all that. But, man, the ones you thought that were on your side... Right. So, and... Now, the natural gas companies and the coal companies know that if you are going to have more solar and more... Uh, solar and more wind that, yeah. that you will necessarily you will need more gas and coal coal yeah. and uh, so that is why we have all been seeing Amrin of all people sending us solar incentives and stuff like that all about it you know they why not if it's gonna ramp up your production and, and need your need <clears throat> exactly then that's why a lot of the Websites you see out there that are very anti-nuclear at this point are actually probably funded by natural gas companies 
or coal companies because they have something to gain. Yeah, I was kind of wondering why there wasn't more nuclear power plants going up. And <clears throat> I know it's super heavy, heavily regulated, but I believe there's some like barriers to adding plants too, like regulatory, like they don't want anymore. Well, uh, solar panels produce about 300 times more waste than nuclear reactors when providing the same amount of energy. Like in volume of waste? Volume of waste. Hmm. And that is from, my eyes messed up, the Environmental Progress Group, which I can give some links to all these. Now, the other thing I think is really interesting, we think, oh, it's good, right? It's going to be good for us because it's renewable. That must mean it's cheaper. Yeah. Renewable is cheaper. Uh, 2016... Germany electricity emissions were 43% higher without electricity from closed nuclear plants. That's a lot. I mean, literally, that means we're looking at double, almost double our prices. That's crazy. Like, I never would have thought to, like, I mean, it must be like the steady flow. Like, once you put the infrastructure in and build the plant, like, it's just running. There's not a lot of ramp up and down or anything else, you know what I mean, from the nuclear? Yes. That's why, because you, if you have to turn off and on the coal plants, and it's just not as efficient. And and that's one of the issues. It's like um, a lot of liberal publications like The New Yorker and Foreign Affairs, they will claim that renewals are better for society and not just the environment. Mm. And they will use identical arguments uh, to those that are in like the Green New Deal. There is... Lots of problems I found in this research attacks the Green New Deal. And the thing I would like to go back to the Green New Deal is it is a non-binding resolution. It was like, let's all eat marshmallows every day and dance yeah. in the sun. I mean, it could have said anything. It yeah. was... I get you. I don't think... People just, again, they want something to latch on to attack, so... I know. <laughs> Makes That's sense. A... That's a good point. Uh, okay, and here's some of the better numbers. Just to contrast, Germany and France... Germany has done much of what the Green New Deal calls for, and by 2025, we'll have spent $580 billion on renewables and, uh, you know, the related things while mm -hmm. shutting down nuclear plants. And all Germany will have gotten for its energy transition is a 50% increase in electricity prices and electricity supply that is 10 times more carbon-intensive than France's. Because France... Um, France spent $30 billion on renewables and saw the carbon intensity of going towards uh, the electricity and the sky-high prices. Yeah. So France was like, we're doing the nuclear! And that was it. And one of the things that I like, this, this is from Forbes, so the problem with nuclear is that it doesn't demand the radical remaking of society like renewables do, and it doesn't require grand fantasies of humankind harmonizing with nature. <laughs> I think those are good points. I you know nuclear energy has its it has substantial pros it has cons I mean once the waste is created it has fallout right long half life so you have to dispose of it so yeah let's talk about what are your concerns with nuclear so the big problem with the nuclear waste that I've read been yeah. uh, understood so far anyway was that it's super toxic and it's nuclear fallout right so it's it's I don't know if it's uranium, plutonium, whatever it is. It's got to go on. They, I think they put it like in these these rail containers, and they they put it or were putting it in like this mountain or like underground. In they, they, 
Yeah, and they also put it in like salt. In California, um, too. Yeah, the berry. It's a lot of the big things they do. Uh, yeah, basically they bury it in different means. Yeah, and then they they encase it in whatever else, and then basically it's got to uh, emit the radiation and right. have it pretty much fall out. Like, and so that's that's the concern. Is like, what are you going to do with all that waste as it keeps happening? So here's the benefit, though. Yes, we can capture the waste. How right. are you going to capture the waste with gas? How are you going to capture it with coal? Yep. You can't. It's right. just in the Carbon capture technology is not there. Studies indicate that the worst possible accident at a nuclear plant is less destructive than uh, than other major industrial accidents. And as I'm quickly trying to find things, here we go. Uh, from the WHO, 7 million people die annually from air pollution. Hmm. And yeah. uh, guess how many people died from nuclear... Uh, deaths per, I don't remember, um, I can't remember the abbreviations, but deaths per electricity hour, uh, it's not, it's a way bigger one. Okay. Um, telewatt, I don't know. Okay. Anyways, zero is for nuclear. Like, coal is almost 30, petroleum, uh, petroleum, excuse me, <laughs> petroleum, that's a new thing. Uh, petroleum is up there, biomass, so, natural gas. Nuclear. Per unit of electricity the number of deaths is what you've got. Yes. Okay. Um, wow. Another gentleman, um, the, this is from Environmental Science and Technology 2013 article, nuclear power has saved 1.8 million lives to date by preventing the burning of fossil fuels. So, I get that there is nuclear waste uh, and as a byproduct, but we saved 1.8 billion lives. Yeah, and I think it, so it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like a bullet list of issues, right? And you also had a point that I we didn't get to, but so the volume of waste, I don't know how much the volume is, but I think you have a number or uh, some kind of comparison, like how much waste per person. I don't is. have the waste per person. I have the uh, uranium. The amount of uranium that e each one person would need for a lifetime of energy is roughly the size of a Rubik's Cube. But So the uranium that's used, though, but that element once that block of uranium let's just mm -hmm. imagine like we all get a Rubik's cube and it's going to charge our power our lives yeah yeah when that thing's done providing power that same size it doesn't like wow. mass doesn't go away that thing has to go into a container and get i think put away i from my understanding it's not the uranium that's stored it's the water the water is a byproduct too but that that those um the rods the fuels. Of yeah, yeah the, the fuel cells or whatever you call them, those things to go bad too when they have when they when they're done, they, right. that's what gets stored away in the mountains. I, I, I understand. I really do thought... Uh, I'm going to look up on this, too, because I'm curious. Go but for it, yeah. I really do thought the bulk of the waste is the water. Okay. Well, maybe maybe uh, quantity-wise. Because I thought once the rods are depleted, they're depleted. Right. I'm not saying we could go like, play with them in the streets or something like that. But um, I thought it was the water was the, the bigger issue. I asked Brent might this be. earlier. Yeah, might be. Go ahead, keep going. Um, and so I can't ask him again because it would ruin the fun of it all. But uh, let's ask you fine people. How many people died in Chernobyl? Maybe there's numbers popping up down here. Maybe I did it. Maybe I didn't. Who knows? I said something like, what, 500? Yeah. And um, it wasn't a lot. It was like 15, I believe. Uh, Fukushima, here's Chernobyl. Uh, 28 died directly from the thing. There were 15 deaths from thyroid cancer in 25 years. Those 
15 deaths were largely related to people in isolated areas who couldn't get the treatment that they needed. Uh, there was a 1% death rate overall predicted for thyroid cancers, uh, 16,000 excess thyroid cancers in total predicted, therefore 160 deaths. Hmm. And um, there's no scientific evidence of increased thyroid cancer outside the three republics where it happened. Uh, what is it? It's uh, Russia, Ukraine, and I can't remember the last one. I feel bad. There's been no effect on fertility, malformations, or infant mortality. Mm -hmm. There has been no conclusion on adverse pregnancy outcomes or stillbirths. Heritage effects are not seen and very unlikely at these doses, and there's been no proven increase <clears throat> of any other cancers. And to be perfectly honest with you, uh, Fukushima is better. It was the second worst right. uh, thing. There was no radiation-related deaths. So far. So far. Co compared to the 1,500 who died as a result of evacuation or stress. Uh, re related to it, and approximately 20,000 that died in the tsunami. Yeah. So, I mean, like, just to keep things in perspective. Yeah, no, no, it's all good points. unlikely to be any increase in thyroid cancer at the doses received, psychological harm due to evacuation, and the radiophobia, meaning Japan broke so many protocols in evacuating people that should have hunkered down in place, and in doing so caused more trauma and stress, and, uh, incidentally, more exposure to radiation. Mm-hmm. Anything there? Um, what I found about... Uh, so, it's uranium fuel, but it's got other different kinds of radioactive elements in it. And basically, um, strontium and cesium are part of it. And the radioactive process, they have a half-life of 30 years. And then plutonium is another part of that uh, process. It has a half-life of 24,000 years. Just a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> and so, basically... Um, they're, until they're well past their half-life, they're still deadly, even with minor exposure. But basically what this thing says is they use that, uh, fuel for about five years, then they remove it, and, um, it gets sent to, like, the Yucca Mountain type situation. Yeah. And then the, there's also low-level radioactive waste, which is the water piece of it, um, that a lot of times is, is routinely disposed of at various sites around the country. Yeah. I don't know what the hell that means. Illinois River. Yeah, probably. <laughs> At the end of the day, I, I don't disagree with your point, though. I mean, like, um, you can A, capture it, and B, um, it's something Somewhat that... safely disposed of. Yeah, it can, you can get rid of it and find something to do with it. And, yeah. So, let's talk about the increased risk of mortality. People? Yeah. Um, living in a big city versus small town, you have a two-point uh, increased rate of mortality of 2.8%. Living with a smoker, you have an increased rate of mortality of 1.7%. Exposure to the Chernobyl uh, incident, incident yeah. you would have a 1% increased risk of mortality. And um, exposure, oh, it's a different level of Chernobyl. The one is two, a 250 MSV. Whatever Google level it. of radiation. Yeah. Is one percent, and if it was at one hundred SMV from Chernobyl, it was a point four percent. To put it in perspective, the A bomb test in nineteen sixty, um, again I don't know this abbreviation, but it was six hundred seventy five thousand PBQ. PB mm -hmm. is lead, isn't it? Um, well, PB is lead, but I don't know about PBQ. I don't know. 
Uh, Maybe. So, so that was the Atom Bomb test, 960, 675,000. Uh, and Chernobyl was 1,760. Hmm. And Fukushima was 100 to 500. So, I mean, dramatically less radiation. Yeah. Um, you get... You get uh, 0.005 MSV of radiation when you get a dental X-ray. Hmm. Yeah, see, that's just it. Like, <coughs> we haven't really gotten to this, but radiation's everywhere. Like, there's all kinds, different kinds of it. You're exposed to medical tests. You're exposed every day from the sun. You're exposed. Cosmic rays are flowing through our bodies right now, no matter when and yeah, where you're at. Yeah, the average annual dose just from living life is 2.7 MSV. Yeah. CAT scans go up to 9 to 10. And if you fly on planes a lot, you're exposed to even more radiation and because Chernobyl, the atmosphere's not there. To the stop AB it. dose of six uh, Chernobyl residents, six miles around Chernobyl, was 9 SMV. Hmm. So, I mean, radio radiotherapy for breast cancer is 50 SV. Hmm. I mean, just to put it in perspective, I'm not yeah. saying it's like... No, the people are missing a lot of like the context, though, especially the cancer treatments, like... We don't even think about that a lot. Like, the radiation kills the cancer, but it kills a lot of good stuff, too. So, and people were asked a question, okay? They were asked, Chernobyl accident happened in 1986. In your opinion, how many people died because of the Chernobyl radiation exposure? Only 8% of people got that right. And when it came to Fukushima, the question was, Fukushima accident happened in Japan 2011. In your opinion, how many people died because of the Fukushima radiation exposure? Mm-hmm. And... They probably blamed all the tsunami deaths on the radiation. I know. Nobody got that right. Zero percent. Yeah. I wouldn't have had a clue. I would have guessed at least somebody, but apparently it's none. I think that's just fascinating. I, I think the public's knowledge of nuclear and the dangers of it are... Um, yeah, and that's just it. So it's not typically aligned with a lot of the stuff we comment on, but at the end of the day, facts are facts. And that's something we've been talking about since the start of this. Like, We are... We're not ones to just be set in our ways if we learn of new things. And this is something right. that's eye-opening for me. I mean, I'd be much more of a proponent for nuclear yeah. you know, plants than I am or had been in the past. It's, uh, I mean, just looking at some of the other slides, nuclear is already safe as a way to make reliable energy. Um, that was talking about some of the other deaths from, like, air pollution, death from air pollution, coal, petroleum, biomass, natural gas. They all have deaths that are caused. Yeah. <clears throat> nuclear doesn't have that. Um, not to the extent and level, and the risks are much lower, apparently. I told you this. It's cracking me up. I'm watching this TED Talk. This guy seems very educated, very smart guy. And then at the very last thing he says is, if they don't believe me, here's something Sting said. I didn't really think that nailed it home for me, but <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and use a quote, because why not? If he was hoping Sting would see it. I know. If you're just waiting for the police to motivate you. Uh, if we're going to tackle global warming, nuclear is the only way you can create massive amounts of power. And, and he's just right. The yeah. problem is he's just absolutely right. And until we can figure out some other way uh, to do it, it's it's just not going to work. Um, I found a great picture. Again, all these are from a TED Talk that I'll link to, uh, to yeah, the thing. Yeah, definitely. But it, it talks about the basic thing to take away from is fallout slash nuclear discharges, A-bombs, nuclear accidents, Chernobyl and Fukushima account for only 0.3% of the uh, radiation that we, we get. 
Uh, 9.5% is from food, 12% is from cosmic rays, 15% yep. is medical, 13% is gamma rays from grounds and buildings, 50% yeah. from radon gas from the ground. Most of it's from radon. Yep. And so the radon system. 0.1% nuclear discharge, 0.1% products, 0.2% fallout, 0.2% occupational. Yeah. That's just a perspective, right? People don't have that. Yeah. Um, uh, put things in proportion. Another quote from an uh, article, it was in The Guardian in April. It said, The anti-nuclear movement to which I once belong has misled the world about the impacts of radiation on human health. Yeah. I would agree. I mean, I've been kind of... I've been... My mind's been clouded, too. So, it's... That's the fun thing. Um, there's lots of good charts. Most of them you really need to see... Uh, one of the interesting things just to throw out there, as wind and solar uh, account for more energy, they become less cost-effective because you run into more of the problem of the variance. Oh, yeah. Makes so sense. The more you depend on them, the less profitable they are. So really, unless you found a way to really uh, ramp up the battery capacity yeah. that we have, then there's no way to capture that. And it's just a funny thing today that happened to be in the news since I was researching the show and stuff. Uh, CNN article, Canadians got an emergency alert about a nuclear power plant incident. It was sent in air, the plant says. But it says, um, this is the province of Ontario Emergency Bulletin, which applies to people within 10 kilometers of the Pickering Nuclear Generating Station. An incident was reported at the Pickering Nuclear Generating Station. There has been no abnormal release of radioactivity from the station. And emergency staff are responding to the situation. People near the Pickering Nuclear Generating Station do not need to take any protective actions at this time. Remain tuned to local media for further information. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't... It probably sounds scary, but knowing it was an accident... But even still, that doesn't sound that scary. No. And I think knowing the little bit that I do, staying inside your house, if there is something going on, is better than going outside and be exposed to it. So, yes. Um... I don't know. I hope you found some of this stuff interesting. That's right. I, I want, like, one of the Go check reasons... it out. Like, go see the TED Talk he's going to yeah. link. So you'll get the chance There's to, two. like... The uh, big things I, I thought that needed to get this show out there for is I, I just saw a public opinion a poll for mm -hmm. energy. And what do you think the top of the people's choice for electricity is? Um, probably solar. Yep. Next one. Wind. Yep. Uh... Hydro? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude, you Boom. nailed it. Three. I should have played the lotto today. <laughs> All right, what's four? Do you know four? Um, probably natural gas. Yeah. All right, five. Coal? Nope. Yeah. Uh, biofuels like ethanol. I don't count those. Next one is clean coal. <laughs> clean coal. Oil, and which is not really clean. <laughs> then nuclear power, and then coal. That's public favorability. Wow. So nuclear comes in at 28%. That's crazy. It's second from the bottom. Yet it is the answer, ladies and gentlemen. I would agree. hope that today's show has given you... Um, Perspective, if nothing else. Something to go research more about. Because I'd yeah. love to hear some feedback, understand more if you agree, disagree. Because um, I went into this thinking that renewables was where it was at. Like, let's get some solar panels on the roof, start charging my solar pack, and then now I've understood that 
that's not the good way to go because after 30 years it won't work anyway i know and that's the that's the other big thing that um the the ted talk would do a nice job of it shows a chart of material throughput by type of energy source and the chart shows the masses of materials used so tonnage of materials and for solar i mean it is off the charts of the things it requires and nuclear it takes the least it takes Concrete and steel and uranium. I mean, no, nuclear elements, radioactive elements. It's just going to be the answer as we move forward. And um, nuclear is just produced twice as fast for less. It's got a lot of benefits to it all. And um, we've been misled. And now we're going to be pushed by the natural gas companies and coal companies to go into solar and go into wind because it's more profitable for them. So I hope we can all be aware moving forward. Um, Short-term gain for them. Yeah, and, and that's the thing Brett and I were saying upstairs where we started this, started this. Until we can get batteries figured out, nuclear's the best way to go. And even when we do, maybe nuclear is still the best way to go. We just store all the energy we don't use right away. Yeah. We need better capacity. We need better capacity anyway. Yeah. You know, um, imagine if you could have a battery pack in your house that was always charged. It would last a week or something. I know. they wouldn't. It wouldn't matter if they turned <clears throat> the grid off. Right. If power, <clears throat> and that's just it. If you could depend on that and if power had to go down for yeah. whatever reason, you could do it. And it wouldn't destroy everyone's lives. With, yeah. You know, just let alone, uh, like, not having cell phone and internet and all that other stuff, the entertainment side of it. But the whole, uh, your food, like, yeah. going bad. So. And healthcare, if you have somebody at home on a ventilator. Oh, man, a yeah. There's, there's a lot the... of that has battery packs, but it would be nice if your whole home did to be just a reliable source. Got to have it. So, All right, people. Hope you guys enjoyed. I know. Real show. We nailed it. That's and right. uh, vertical farming, nuclear energy, attacks on Boeing, attacks on, I didn't attack him, but some fun banter. I hope you enjoyed. Yeah. At the end of the day, we just want to make sure this is a good quality product, and we talked about some interesting things you'll look into, and... Let us know what you think. Yeah. Have a nice day. Have a nice week. Thanks.